Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $50 to win $200. Just bet $50 and win $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. Mm. A lot happening in the sports world, and we're going to do our best to talk about it all. Chris is going to start with the topical hello and layup line. We're going to get into uh, the college football upheaval. Will there be a Pac-10 and ACC anymore? What's going to happen in college basketball conferences? And will the playoff be expanded if we're going to two super conferences? Then we talk automatic umpires in the MLB, Kevin Durant's trade request, and the impact of that on NBA free agency, determine the NFL's most sensitive fan bases. Chris recaps his trip to the movies. And Dr. Fax now has a Cameo account. That's right. For just a small fee, you can get Dr. Fax to give you a shout out. We put him on the spot for a couple Cameo examples, and he, he did pretty well. So y'all stick around for all that, and enjoy your weekend. Facts, I think I might have a hello and a layup line today. We've been slacking on the hello and the layup line here at the Green Light Pod. Um, hello, Brooklyn is not the layup line, but it's just the hello because I'm just checking on Brooklyn basketball fans right now. How's everything going? Did you jump out of the gym the last year and a half, two years? Did you trust that little process? What do they say in Philly? Trust the process. Yeah, not, 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 uh, do not trust the process. It's about Brooklyn. to get real ugly for Ben Simmons because he's <laughs> just about to be the punching bag for everything if KD and Kyrie find their way out of Brooklyn. Oh my God, he's standing there alone like a kid whose <laughs> parents just left him in the middle of the mall. You already see the, you already see the, the quote <laughs> of him saying, it's going to be dangerous, me, Kyrie and KD on the court, and they did not play one game together the entire time. And our, our buddy Randy Scott was right when Kyrie and Kevin Durant signed together, and everyone was like, who's going to stop this? And Randy Scott said, said probably the guy on the right who was Kyrie. Kyrie. Yeah, and I don't know what the order was. We'll talk, we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, in a little bit. Like, I jumped out of the gym on a few occasions today with NBA free agency. I thought this was a whole different thing than what it is. We'll sort that out in a second. I just want to say something, man. Uh, I am a bad producer 
this has been a crazy day. A lot has happened today. Uh, and, and we had like a, just an all over the place uh, plan for this show. And then like everything happened, right? Like, so we were up Shits Creek anyways today, but we're having fun. Uh, we're riding the wave and then USC uh, and, and, and UCLA leave. They're going, they're going to the Big Ten. So that changed the college football landscape and now the NBA landscape is potentially gonna change. So uh, layup line is when the shit goes down, you better be ready. That's a Cypress Hill special. When the shit goes down, you better be ready. Yeah, it's played it for yeah. me. I like it. Yeah, you like that song. I do. Cypress Hill was a uh, was a staple in my early teenage years. Really? Yeah, I love Cypress Hill. Explains a lot. Does it? Yeah, a little bit. Go on. You little chaotic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no you, question. You get you get, yeah. you get a little chaotic. No, no question. No question. <laughs> I'm, I'm, am I chaotic? Good. Chaotic. Evil. Chaotic. You know all that the, that whole thing the alignment uh, the alignment scale or whatever it is. Um, you can be honest with no, me. No, I think you're chaotic good, but it's Neutral, just you like... You can be neutral. Like, it depends on what mood you're in. It, <laughs> your, your chaoticness, yeah. it, it goes with the mood you're in. Okay. So, like, you have, like, when you're in a great mood, yeah. you, like, you can get chaotic. Like, yeah. let's have, like... Let's do. Let's have fun. Yeah. But then, like, if you're upset or you're not having a good day, it's, like, let's chaotic. Fun. Chaotic, like... No I'm gonna I'm fun. gonna keep thinking about the worst thing possible yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> and negative yeah. ne- negativity. Yeah. Like you get like that sometimes, but well, that's good. So I'm chaotic, uh, unstable. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Well, yeah, no, we're gonna talk about scales and shit because I have an idea. People ask me, listen, we're gonna do this in a little bit. I, people didn't ask me. I just had to because they're like, you see an opportunity to do some content in, in mid June on the NFL. You take it, and uh, there was a, a an index that was tweeted out uh, with relation to who's the most sensitive fan base in college football oh. and the least sensitive fan base in college football. And it was really cool because we made Virginia the uh, the least sensitive fan base uh, listing, which means that like it's a nice way of saying you're apathetic around those parts which means you don't really care for football that much even enough to be sensitive and we i like think eight, sometimes right? on yeah, that list? we were eighth least sensitive which is a good thing now there's a lot of a lot of discussion around the top 10 most sensitive college football fan base which i, I think is a really interesting one i would leave up to like ryan mcgee i haven't been in sports media long enough to deal with every fan base on a national level like when you're a player you kind of know where it's loudest, you know where people might throw shit at you, but you don't really know like how mad they get about things on the internet. So this is a new experience for me. I will take a stab at categorizing uh, NFL fan bases on a scale of sensitivity in a little bit, and I want to give you a preview. I think every NFL fan base is inherently sensitive as fuck. They're sports fans and they're football fans. So there's a macho element there too, um, which, which ups the, the sensitivity. Um, I think that football fans exist on a sensitivity scale. You know, um, I have here a, a, a couple of uh, a couple of of areas on the sensitivity wheel. Like uh, Titans fans, they're like n- new kid sensitive. The Eagles are like self destructive sensitive. Like Eagles Twitter is self destructive. They go at each other. Um, the Bears, they're like self loathing sensitive. They're like we know we suck. We haven't done anything in a while. That sort of thing. But they're like we know. Like they're very self aware. Same thing with the Falcons a little bit. But there's different areas of sensitivity that these fan bases exist on. So I'm not going to rank them. 
but what I'll talk about is who deserves to actually be sensitive and which fan bases exist where on that sensitivity wheel. All right, college football. This is the thing that stole the headlines and shook everything up today. Reed, what happened? So UCA, UC, USC and UCLA are rumored to leave the Pac-12 and join the Big Ten. The Big Ten's media rights deal is up. USC and UCLA, by making this move from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten, are rumored to make upwards of $100 million per year in this new media deal. Which now, is double, right? Yeah, yeah, at, yeah, at least. And it'll be interesting to see USC and UCLA see snow for the first time, see a fullback for the first time, see Iowa play a 10 to six game in in the big 10 like deep into the season with yeah. you know Iowa's leading but then they drop off every year and then they go to they have to go to des moines and play iowa 10 to six what's funny about this is you know like you make a great point utah is the team to me that fits the big 10 exactly like exactly. obviously this is for tv money and that's right. where this thing's going i think let's frame this conversation by saying the people that really know college football tell me that they think for sure within the next uh, little bit of time here, mm-hmm. we're gonna have either two super conferences or one big conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, two, two big conferences with 20 you know teams apiece. It's gonna be the SEC and the Big Ten. Yeah. And there was ACC news this week too, which we'll talk about in a second. But what's happening here is, I'm looking at some of these schools, Virginia included, our alma mater, and I'm saying, like, the water's coming, like, can you swim? Mm-hmm. Like that, that's kind of where I'm, I'm looking at these schools. Where are you going to land? Where are you going to land? Yep. Because I think, um, the scary part, you look at this, this, uh, I was, we are going to talk about this ACC, like kind of schedule thing for a second, which is now it's like you, each team in the ACC has three teams that they play every year. It's a three, five, five, right? I like mm-hmm. our three. I like our three too, I guess. Um, but again, it's like kind of talking about the housing market in a city that's going to be underwater in 25 years. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the water's coming. So are you going to be able to swim? Are you going to be able to swim over there um, to one of these climate protected uh, conferences? And I'm looking at it and I'm saying, man, there's going to be some hard decisions that have to get made. There's going to be a lot of fucking lifelong football fans that are very passionate about their favorite schools that are gonna watch their schools miss the boat and and do the Jack in Titanic thing. You know, like, can you swim? I'm worried about schools like that I'm used to watching, man. But I mean, if you're talking about the ACC thing, we're talking about the ACC realignment and the possibility of the ACC dissolving eventually. We're gonna miss a, a ACC basketball. Mm-hmm. Me and Reed were talking about that. Like, what happens to ACC basketball? I mean, it was the Big East, you know, when it, like early 2000s to like 2011, 2012. I mean, yeah. everyone remembers Kimball Walker yeah. going crazy. And then the ACC for the past 10-ish years has been the college basketball conference. Well, Probably I, not I, the last like two or three, but in there, they have been the, known as the College Basketball Conference. Look at the ACC, and we're zooming out before we zoom in on you know these two schools in the Pac-12 leaving for the, uh, it doesn't even matter what you call the Pac-12 anymore, buddy. Yeah, right. The pack it up and leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's get going, because this is they're shutting us down. By the way, I think Washington and Oregon are next, right? Mm-hmm. I think the teams that would be the most SEC-ish are Florida State, right, Miami, and, uh, and and obviously Clemson. Virginia Tech could make a case. UNC could make a case. I would hope eventually we could make a case. Mm-hmm. But the, the reality is the teams that would probably leave first to join these one of these super conferences in the ACC would, would be teams that don't hurt basketball that much. Mm-hmm. Florida State, although, although they're really good, like 
I don't feel like people are clamoring to watch Florida State. Mm-hmm. Um, Clemson can be their variable, but like Clemson's not a basketball school. Right. Same thing with, uh, well, Miami's good. They're really good. But the thing about Miami is not even an ACC school originally, right. big, big East school. Mm-hmm. So like it's a mess. I don't know who's who. I don't know who's going to end up where, but I have a feeling um, I know who's going to be safe. You know, those type of schools are going to be safe. Would you rather see UVA end up in the Big Ten or the SEC if the ACC were to Put us dissolve? in the Big Ten, man. If Maryland can be in the Big Ten, we can be in the Big Ten. Now, I, I know there's some, like, real reasoning why that hasn't happened already or whatever. But, yeah, I'd probably rather us be in the Big Ten. I really would. SEC, you're never going to break into, you know, that mafia dude. right they're, they're they're just it's a big boy conference and i think you know i think the usc and um and ucla make a lot of sense culturally in the big 10 in a weird way they're like very traditional you know what i mean um i think from the acc the school that's most big 10 ready is Pitt. Mm-hmm. like from a physicality standpoint yeah. kind of what they, they do. play that yeah they'd fit right in. yeah um now Fullbacks and yeah. snow. Yeah, and, fuck yep. yeah, dude. And all that shit. 13 to 7 wins. Yes. And they're one of the few teams left that haven't opted to go to field turf. Right. I mean, that shitty grass at Heinz <laughs> Field is like, slows that game down up there. You watch yourself on film at Heinz Field, you're like, God damn, dude, how many speed points are I lose in Madden this offseason? Mm-hmm. I played there in the preseason once and I, I had to go back to the room and I had like a breakdown. I was like, man, I'm so slow. Yeah, football's slower in the Big Ten. What do you think about UNC and Duke? I don't know. I don't know the basketball implications, like what that can do for a school, like what they could bring to the table for one of these conferences. But in football, I think UNC has a better shot right now. If teams leave the ACC, I think you're looking at Cincy, UCF, Mm -hmm. right? Those are the schools people are throwing around. I think they make sense. Like, you know, I... um, area and can replace some of the ones that would leave yep. now it'll be interesting to see what uh we're talking about you know kind of basketball as a secondary um how does this move impact basketball and even olympic sport programs at usc and ucla i mean it's tr- it's enough travel yeah. for the football program yeah. to get to these big 10 schools i mean these basketball teams are gonna have to go on it's, it'll be like an nba thing yeah, you know yeah. they'll be, have multiple road trips traveling cross country similar to an nba team yeah i mean you're usc you're gonna fly all the way to the midway and then you have to fly over here and fly you it's know fucked. i mean yeah. there's a lot of fucking there's a lot of frequent uh flyer miles here mm-hmm. and uh the funny the funniest thing was that uh the ones the one sport that's not making the trip to the big 10 is like beach volleyball right so that that makes a lot yeah. of right right right, right. yeah how many beaches? um but yeah i think i think if you're, you're honest though like conference identity has been dead for a while at least terminal like yeah you know this thing's gonna die right you know the inevitability of this stuff dissolving when texas and oklahoma you know blended into the sec mm-hmm. it, you know it's over right so and it'll be interesting to see how it affects the college football playoff will this force an expansion yeah. because you have so many teams in these two massive conferences how can you pick two at the top you know guys teams are probably gonna have two or three losses because it's gonna be hard enough playing you know tough competition week in week out and getting those wins so an expansion seems likely in the next couple years i think it's kind of hype if i'm being bright side guy to Mm -hmm. like turn on the tv at a reasonable hour 
right. um, and see USC with regularity uh, to get mm-hmm. the buzz around a UCLA game. I mean, not I don't know, buzz is a, but Oregon, mm-hmm. you know, um, UW. I mean, there's some good football going on out there that like you're either asleep or drunk at the bar for. Mm-hmm. Right, and, exactly. Uh, it might make the Big Ten the best basketball conference in the country too. That's interesting. When, when you add those two teams, those yeah. are pretty good teams. Yeah, hell yeah. But it's ultimately like it's the power of Fox and TV, you know? This is the Fox side of things and the SEC side, you have that competition over there, but Fox is going for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, these teams follow the money, man. Like this is not amateurism anymore. So listen, you want the players to get paid, the conferences are gonna go away too. Mm -hmm. And so the Pac-12's media rights deal, their their television contract expires after this, after the 2023 football season. So that is the USC and UCLA is align are aligning their movement from the conference with that deal, so it won't affect them. It won't cost them anything. Yeah, they'll be able to join a new conference with the Pac-12's television deal dissolving. Dude, it's so fucking coordinated. I I would Mm -hmm. love to be a part of the. The, the shadowy conversations right, right. fly on the wall here. The shadowy conversations that are three steps ahead of where we mm-hmm. are, like the puppet masters here. Yep. Like what's going to be going on in 2035? Like tell right. me exactly. Somebody knows, dude. Oh, automatic umpires, cowboy. So Rob Manfred said that uh, automated strike zone will uh, likely be introduced to the MOB in 2024. Yes. Are we happy that people like Bruce Maxa might not have a job anymore? Bruce Maxa, man. Bruce Maxa. <laughs> Guy called me out in Little League. Missed home plate. That's what he said. <laughs> so so glad you remember his name, Reed. Yeah. Uh, and nothing against Bruce, but, you know, uh, this is karma. It's, it's, not <laughs> like a, it's not like a, you know, me ever being mean to Bruce Maxa or like, I see Bruce Maxa from time to time. I'm very nice to Bruce Maxa. But the downside of doing that. 25 years ago when I hit my first home run in Little League. You is that I'm going to talk about you, you negatively hit, you in that light on the podcast. Dude. You didn't hit the, you didn't touch the home plate? That's what he said. Oh, you definitely didn't. You I were did trying t- to showboat? You no, I wasn't over. trying to showboat, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm a are. goofy 11-year-old white kid, bro. I'm just gangly and happy. I'm out there running looking oh, like Forrest Gump without the fucking... Yeah, he, dude. Yeah, you probably couldn't wait to do that. No, dude. I, there's, there's no video evidence, bro. It was the, like <laughs> the video would be so grainy. It was 1996. Mm, I'm, I, I haven't seen the video. You would side just, with Bruce. I Max, am, so. I am siding with Bruce. Just the way you're explaining yeah. this, because if you hit a home run, there's some tape, there's some footage of that. No, out there's there. not, dude. Why not? I, I hit it with a dead bat. My parents didn't even know the bat was dead. I didn't even have like a live <laughs> bat. And there's no video evidence of this. This was like 1996, man. How old do you think I am? You think I was in high school in '96? So, so, anyways, and to to like to clear this up, my parents were like super involved. My dad was coaching, so like he wasn't holding a camcorder. My mom, she used to like ring these bells during the games and shit. She didn't have a free hand for a camcorder. That was on somebody else's dad. <laughs> so I don't have the video evidence, but what I will tell you, Nate, is that I was I was mobbed by my teammates. They were happy for me because I was so pathetic. I was like a success story. 
It was like one of those mobbings. So it wasn't did they like mob you before the, alpha the plate male did, or after the plate? No, See, right? maybe the mobbing caused right you to the miss plate, the plate. Dude. Well, I was I was alarmingly tall and lanky and skinny, so like maybe I couldn't control my my body. But more than likely, I stepped on the plate. And what are we litigating here? Yeah, it's not on a parent or someone in the fans to have that video evidence. It's on the guy closest, well, I guess third closest after the the batter and the catcher, the umpire. He should know. And in this case, so if you think that, like, I would think that, so he yes. distinctly seen Chris not touch so the yes. plate to yeah. really call hey, him out hey, during the home run. I, I want a robot umpire that can go back in time. <laughs> Thank you, Rob Manfred uh, and Elon Musk. And all the people that are working hard to make these these robot umpires, I want one that can go back in time and call me safe and restore order. So dude. does that mean chips and baseballs? No, like no for the for like the umpires. Mm. No, because they can still they they still track. So basically, there'll be like an umpire Lasers. at home plate or whatever, but they still have like the automated like you see you'll watch a broadcast and they yeah. have like the automated strike yeah. zone. And they yeah. can see where the ball. That's why. So they'll think, just have like a a strike zone for all. You know, at all games, and they're all all the same. Rather than like, you know, Angel Hernandez is different than the whatever the umpire in the Pirates game, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the the thing that's pressing this is obviously the fact that we have that at all, right? Exactly. Like the minute they can tell if there's it's a ball or a strike, at some point you're not going to want the people at home to be able to call the game better than An- Angel Hernandez, right? And it's caused ejections this year. Mm-hmm. It's been really like it's been a bad year for umpiring. I mean, I'm sure like every year there's, you know, I don't watch all the games, but We've talked about it a lot, and uh, w- they're doing things like putting ghost runners on second base. Mm-hmm. They're doing things like, uh, I believe, with relief pitchers, you have to to throw three outs or the remainder of the inning, so mm-hmm. we're not doing all these these changes. In, like in three pitching. pitches and then someone else. Yeah, and, yep. so they were trying to speed the game up anyways. Now this technology's here, and you can cut out some of the bullshit. Um, now the one thing I'll say is I did read it only sped the game up five minutes on average so far this year. Mm-hmm. So like all this stuff they're doing is not really solving the problem. Um, I think the but, robot umps were inevitable. A lot of what we're talking about on today's show is the inevitability of like the future in sports. That's right. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, it's crazy. What we just talked about with college football, uh, what's going on now, it's like kiss your traditions goodbye. You really have to, as a sports fan in this era, be okay with, letting things that are superficial, largely superficial, like an umpire, we don't need that guy to call balls and strikes. They're still going to have old school umps out there. Mm-hmm. You you miss the conferences, like, well, you better like the actual game being played because some of the customs are going away. It's about the game now mm-hmm. and speeding it up and making it more marketable. When are we going to get a floating platform? What do you mean? Or like play like a pro game or like a college game, like on a plane or... Well, they've done a they've done a shit. Damn, they're speaking air, facts right now. They've aircraft sh- carrier, huh? They've done it on an aircraft carrier. Yeah, not, that's not, yeah. Shit. not yeah, a sky, like, not a sky, not, not a sky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something like a hovering. That's well, what that'd be, There's a hotel they're talking about. Yeah. Did you see the hotel? Yeah, thing? yeah, they'll probably play it at that hotel. That would be sweet. There's like a big airplane. Oh yeah, you know Soul Plane. You seen Soul Plane? So basically, they're gonna make that same airplane. But but like it, like traveling white hotels. guys that work at Amazon, right. so that's much less fun than right. Than so think about plane. doing media for that, being at a 
a, a basketball game in the air. Yeah, I think that if they do that hotel, that's going to be where they're going to do your basketball game. For in the sure. Air, for sure. Like yep. that's that's what it's going to be. Um, and really what that is is a way of telling us that uh, none of the, the super conference shit really matters because the world's going to be ending soon. And that's right. why they're, they're, they're prepping for these like luxury hotels that exactly. just kind of can stay up in the air a while. Yep. And they just want us. They they want to give us an idea or uh, a reason to like kind of keep our eyes on it, mm-hmm. but not think that it's for anything like the end of the world. They exactly. just want to be, hey, this is we're gonna play some basketball. Exactly, to be cool, basketball. Exactly. It's like we're testing out these new sirens in London right. in nineteen <laughs> whatever it was. They're not for anything bad. We just want to see if you can hear them. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean. How do they sound? How do, do, you, they, do you want you this guys kind of hear sound? Them over here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you think about this Sky Hotel? <laughs> yeah. So um, that's where you're, that, to answer your question. And we'll get back to that in a second, but I, it is crazy. Everything that's ever been taken away in sports, I feel like at some point I thought I couldn't do without it. You know? That's right. Right down to that fucking puck tracer from the 90s. Yep. I thought I was never going to watch hockey again. But I mean like the really traditional shit. You know, um, when Maryland left the ACC, I was like, it's, you know, I hate Maryland, but they're not supposed to be gone. You Mm -hmm. know, like there's, they're supposed to be around, you know, Texas, Oklahoma. I I damn near forgot what conference they were in. You become desensitized to it. And as you grow up and the traditions get stripped away, they get replaced by the most important tradition of them all gambling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, so like, I'll be fine. It doesn't matter. And we talked about some things we'll miss, but um, zooming back in on baseball, it's more about, I think, just the efficiency of the game. You know, that's so mm-hmm. many calls. Every and the accuracy. the accuracy. Like, there's probably, like, that's what everyone's saying. There, There's these calls that just turn literal wins into losses, losses into wins. Yeah. And affect the, the you know, the full outcome. And you see these videos on a line all the time. It just like seems like every single night there's like a new video of an umpire like oh that ball is out but they're just calling it a strike and then the pitcher freaks out or the batter freaks out and then he gets booted. You put these umpires in bad spots like it's a hard job. I don't think any of them are fucking up on purpose and I, I you know like although they seem terrible at their jobs sometimes like I'm sure they're the best in the world and that's that just says how hard it is especially with the movement on the ball today. Right. So yeah, like, like the movement on the, on the baseball that the, these pitchers are producing like probably makes it really hard to call balls and strikes and and couple that with the fact that the ball's coming in faster now than ever. Tennessee had a guy throwing 106 in the College World Series. Um, you know, there's multiple Billy Wagners out there. Right. Um, and I don't mean that as any disrespect to Billy Wagner, who's an Albemarle County resident. I mean, like now there's guys who can throw the ball really fucking hard. And on top of it, we said it. It's undue pressure to put on umpires, people sitting at home knowing the, the call is better than them. They're putting these guys in a bad spot. So I think you still need them for, you know, your first base calls, you know, like your, your you know, safe, all that yeah. stuff, fair foul, although you probably don't need them for fair foul. But what you could do, and I hope this is the case, Reed, is keep these umpires behind the plate to to you know, kind of let them be the messengers of balls and strikes. So yes. you still get the old school look, the feel, Exactly, and, you know, and they'll still do the hula. Yeah, they, they and, hey, listen, simplify the game so they can just make it about them more easily. Mm-hmm. You know, like so, if you're an umpire, you don't want to think about how to make it about you and if it was a ball and a strike at the same time. Just you want the call so you can you can do your thing, mm-hmm. and that's what the fans want too. That's right. And and pilots used to be like this. Pilots, here's the thing about pilots: they barely fly fucking planes anymore. No offense, pilots. 
I see you guys up there. You're going to the bathroom and shit. <laughs> okay? It's the same thing with umpires now. Umpires are there largely to, to, you know, keep order, talk shit to umpires, make Sports Center that way. Um, Less pilots are, are there just to run the computers. And run the, the computers, computer. hand out wings it's to the kids. It's still cool to be a pilot. It's still right. cool to be an umpire. Right. Less um less coaches getting thrown out then like less things to argue about right like I mean safe and that's true safe and out but like like we're just talking about most of the arguments you see the coaches coming out it, it has to do with umpire making multiple bad calls or hey yeah. the strike zones not the same for yeah. my guys like what's going on so what do you think's gonna replace you know the things that you could get mad about that's what i'm saying so like as a coach you can like if it's robots can you get can you get can you you can get you you still, yeah. get, get upset yes. Yo, yeah yeah the yeah, robot sure. if you feel like the robot hey this isn't a strike yeah yeah bruce bochy's like let me speak to the yeah. robot <laughs> like it's you don't just, you don't think that's crazy though to think that no like, but what they will fight about is little little much english on that strike call there you didn't have so much english <laughs> on it for the guy you know what i mean like it's going to be all the insufferable like nuanced unwritten rules stuff that they're going to fight over but they'll still fight over stuff mm -hmm. that's part of baseball yeah. part of baseball i'll miss that we need to manufacture some conflict mm -hmm. for these umpires and the you know and the uh, managers. So, That's right. so a bigger question: yeah. Do the umpires, do the live umpires, get paid less now? No, I, I don't think they should. I mean, they're I mean, still a representative. They're still sitting behind the plate. But that's they a big aspect of the game. Of if you, if, yeah, if, if that's a big aspect of the game of calling <laughs> balls a, or strikes. It's a great is great part call. of your job resume. If you're if you don't no, have to do that, but. <laughs> but you think you want to take money because they're they're feeling probably emasculated. They're like, oh, we're back here. We're not doing anything anymore. You want to take more money away because then they won't even do like a cool hoo yeah, well, anymore. You could pay. Listen, you could open this. You could do like tryouts in the streets. True. Who can call the best balls and strikes because that's really what it's about now. It's also yeah. about the rules and everything. But God knows these all these people know the fucking rules. You go to a <laughs> baseball game, everybody's got their little sheet they're yep. filling out and stuff. Mm -hmm. The whole yeah, thing. the only way yep. baseball is going to be interesting if they do like what that that minor league team does, it's a fan of bananas or yep. whatever they are. If they do interesting things like that, then I'll I, I would buy season tickets to bring back all. fifty cent or five cent beer night. <laughs> no, like, so awesome. like minor leagues are great um, and all that, but I'm just saying now you could just basically pluck a fucking fan out of the stands to be. You could have like a be an that, umpire night. That'd be cool. You could have guest umpires like guest mass umpire. singer, yeah. masked umpire. That would be awesome. Mass umpire. Yes. Joe that's Buck. great. Joe Buck. Everybody boos. Right. You know. <laughs> Everybody cheered at the fucking thing, but since it, it, no, what if the Joe Buck? You have it. Joe Buck at at at, at uh, Bush Stadium, but, yep. at the Cardinal Stadium in baseball heaven. Does a whole fucking game. Whew, Joe Buck, Ted, uh, TV Ted, yeah. TV Ted Valentine, Ted have Valentine. Him do that? Yeah, Buck, that'd be yeah, great. Dude. He would just he would just walk on the field and kick someone out. Have Rusty, the guy that drinks a bunch of beer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like seven people are like, yes. <laughs> That guy's drunk, dude. Just have random celebrities, man. Yep. There's so many games. This could bring baseball back. Right. They don't realize what they've stumbled into. They've 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 created a loophole. It become reality TV now. Yep. Sorry, Angel Hernandez. There's someone cooler. We're gonna have a call. Yeah, dude. Chris Angel. Yes.
the way he fucking repelled onto the NFL draft, the way he every dropped, between every he fell to the second round. <laughs> yeah. When Chris Angel fell, it, he'll fall down to home plate, dude. After every call, he just repels down, and you wait and you wait and you wait, and then he goes, Hoo! "Oh my god!" And then he repels back up. Six hour game, dude. But everybody would be tuned the fuck in. Tuned in. Calling and the balls next and day, did you hear what Chris Angel did? You didn't hear. You saw him go. Hoo-ah. Oh my god, Reed. That's really good because you know what it opens it to, just like we were talking about. You can get a trained animal back there to do it. Too. Oh my god, this might be a <laughs> bridge really, too far. Just really spice this, it up. This could be a bridge too hey, far. Hey, just really spice it up. You can train, yeah, yeah, yeah. Balls and strikes. You have That's a dog it. back there. Hey, lay down when it's a strike, or do a little backflip when it's a ball. Like, hey, it'd be lit. <laughs> I think it might be too far, man. <laughs> I think it might be too far. The um, famous people doing it, that's that's good. Famous, Celebrity, people, or famous people or just someone from the stands. John C. Riley calling balls and strikes all night. Dressed as uh, from winning time. Freddie, Dressed, Freddie Gibbs calling balls and yeah. strikes all night. <laughs> Freddie Gibbs throwing motherfuckers out, dude. You're gone. Yes, dude. Freddie Gibbs... Throwing people out and taking to Twitter afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just good. threw a. I mean, I just like, threw somebody out of a game. This is awesome, dude. We've opened up another dimension. Listen, the KD thing's crazy. Uh, we we thought Kyrie um, road less traveled. I was like, dude, you you opted in. Like, this is not a yellow two roads diverging in a yellow wood situation, dude. But he went with the quote, and I guess maybe he was playing chess. Mm-hmm. And I'm a checkers looking ass yeah. dude right he could have been talking to KD on the side and hey look i'm gonna jump back in i'm gonna sign and then you're gonna say i'm gonna get traded and then i'm gonna say we want to get traded together dude because yeah he has more leverage i mean exactly. yeah now Kyrie has a leverage matt you're 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 the nba you're doris burke so tell us <laughs> oh that's a nice compliment um <laughs> i i dude i don't know it's crazy that KD wants to get traded right now he's got like four years left on his contract he's got so much value uh i don't really know what to make of the kd of the Kyrie element to it like there's kind of no way to trade two max players to the same team together so that kind of feels like yeah i'm just making it look like oh yeah we're we're cool with each other we'd like to play together somewhere but really if katie's asking to be traded like so you think Kyrie and him were were they didn't do this together, you know, for no, the same motivation, no but this is like a, hey, let's keep it in-house. That's your theory. I feel like as soon as Katie asked to be traded, it looked like step one, Kyrie opts in. Yeah. Step two, Katie asked to be traded. Yeah. And optically, that looks really bad for their relationship. So now they're like, oh, yeah, we'd love to play together, even though they know that's not a real possibility. Like right. what Katie is doing is he's trying to engineer a trade to likely Phoenix or maybe a dark horse like New Orleans or Memphis, a team that could win the title. Crazy, crazy. Okay, so the the teams I hear, Phoenix, Miami, Miami was another one Phoenix. that was like yeah, the blue, on his yeah. list. Which like is Miami. interesting because who are the two number one seeds from the most recent playoffs? Yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, I would say both teams uh, – we're in need of scoring at different mm-hmm. times during the playoffs. Like, especially Miami, Matt, am I misremembering? But I thought Miami really got kind of cold at the end no, of the right. If Jimmy yeah. wasn't scoring, it was hard to get any any, any you, buckets and stretches. If you add him to Miami, they're a clear favorite. But the question is, what do they trade for him? Like, they don't have the draft capital that a bunch of other teams have. You'd have to give up, what, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, a bunch of things. Like, that would destroy their core, whereas Phoenix could just... 
sign and trade Aiton and give up the whole ask all of your draft capital, and that might make sense. There was well, a story. Also, there it, was a story that I just said that that the the Suns or the Nets are not trading KD to the Suns without Booker being involved in the trade. So I think that yeah. right there, like I don't think the Suns are are thinking about giving up Booker. I, it doesn't I don't sound like any report. Yeah, it doesn't sound like he's time. going anywhere that um where he wouldn't be the bus driver. You know, like that whole conversation, which I, I think is dumb because he was the bus driver in Golden, at Golden State. I mean, like even those guys would say, but you know, like I get maybe part of him wants to be the guy and win somewhere. And also, man, Brooklyn, like this is just an all time. There's people that acted like they they had a good reason to root for the Nets. They made up these whole like justifications to be a Fairweather fan, left their old team. You left your old chick for the new chick, and the new chick just slashed your tires, took your money, and left, dude. <laughs> like that you're you're if you left your your old team for your side team here, you're a fool. And look at you now. Look at you now. Now you gotta act like you you gotta act like you like the 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 I don't know the Pacers or whatever. I mean, one, <laughs> one thing one thing they can hang their hat on still that can turn this whole thing around is once Ben Simmons get activated, he's just he's just scoring forty a night. Yeah, this could be Ben. Yeah, Ben Simmons. That would be uh, that would be quite the Phoenix out of the ashes kind of situation. He would definitely get a Phoenix tattoo because he's like. The, like I, it seems like everyone's trying to get away from him. That's what it like ultimately seems like. You think this has to do with Ben Simmons, Matt? Maybe a little tiny bit, just that KD wants out of the situation. But, I mean, like, I wouldn't trust playing with Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving if I wanted to win a title. Bro, I mean, he engineered a trade to Brooklyn not that long ago, like two years ago. (laughs) And now he's engineering a trade out. It's pretty clear that the relationships with the other players and or the coaches there aren't working, you know? And, like, he is maybe the best player in the world definitely a top three player in the world so like whatever team he goes to is a favorite to win the title and if i'm new orleans i'm trading zion for him there's no chance he goes to the knicks is there Mm-mm. no no they signed jalen brunson today to yeah. a 110 million dollar contract which i'm happy about okay i'm happy about i love jalen brunson and everything Congrats. but that fuck that roster is not gonna win the east <laughs> Right, I just it's saw a lot, it's who a they, lot of money. Yeah, it's a yeah, but you know, I feel like the Knicks right now. It's all about in the NBA. It's funny. It's all about in the NBA now, like keeping the seat warm for somebody just in case they get unhappy. And you look around like these guys are auditioning. Like the Knicks are auditioning. You know, they're trying to win games, but the big the big play is like just in case fucking uh, who who is it? Donovan Mitchell wants to jump ship. You know, like oh, they got some pieces there. It's a weird thing in the NBA, not just to be on a team, but also to like, if you're Joe Harris and you're in Brooklyn, what are you thinking? You're like, God damn, dude, this has been a whirlwind. I don't even know like who no, we you're are. Thinking, you're thinking you're about to average 20 points a game because exactly. there's nobody on your team. Yep. Well, yeah, but it goes from like, hey, we might win a title to, wow, this is going to be rough, but I'm going to be doing numbers. It's just the swing of emotions is huge. It's much bigger now in basketball. These guys are fucking, they, they really are. They are making moves, dude. And we'll see. And the funny thing is, like, the Nets, 
the Knicks could choose not to trade and they end up like still being there, right? I mean, they That's, could, yeah. but Kyrie and KD still have to report like they could hold out, I think. Yeah, yeah, they, they'll definitely trade them. I, I think the Suns are definitely the favorites in the clubhouse, but I would love to see a team like Minnesota, Memphis, or New Orleans just <gasps> empty the cupboard and go for it all. Like, LeBron is older. Bucks aren't amazing. Like, just go for it. What What would you say? Uh, what would you say that have to would Would Anthony Edwards have to go? By the way, who throws a beautiful football? Mm-hmm. That's a deep ball right there. Without Without even touching the laces, did you notice that? Yeah, it, I throw it, it was like freakish. That. Really, there's some quarterbacks that yeah, with the laces and everything. I mean, you got to give up four first round picks and three pick swaps at minimum to start, which is the maximum that you're allowed to give up in terms of draft capital. And then at least one good player, but maybe not, maybe not Anthony Edwards. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I would love to play with Anthony Edwards. He's funny as shit, dude. How do you I've feel? Decided. How do you feel if you're one of these players? Just like a blockbuster deal is probably inevitable, to, about to go down, dude. You just yeah, and like I can very well be wrapped up in here. I have to find a new favorite spot to eat. Yeah. I have to freaking get my cars yeah. transferred. I have to worry about travel, Facts. moving, Facts. all this stuff. Hey, dude, Nate, that's a great point. I think this stuff is bad for mental health in the NBA because, like, if you don't know where you're going to be living, and now it's this is be- this this is equivalent be a beautiful to, apartment, dude. This is equivalent to the last couple of days of camp. Yeah, like make the last the fifty three BMA. Except they're just it's it's the same uncertainty in the penthouse. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like the guy, you know. So, um, anyways, crazy man. If you're here in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. WinBet is now offering two hundred dollars in free bets for new users. That's right, $200, 200 big ones on a $50 bet. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't turn that down. Don't pass that up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. A bad thing happened to me the other night. I felt really small. I felt really alone and really small. So my <laughs> wife and my kids were out of town. And uh, I love that usually. Not because I don't love my family, but it's nice to have like a quiet house. Like to really sit in silence and do nothing. Uh, and then, you know, have the option of go out to dinner, go to the movies. Don't have to, but I could. I decided to go to the movies, right? Like, alone, which I'm not against first. Is that a code break going to the movies alone? Um, I don't think so. No, That's no. no, yeah. I mean, sometimes sometimes it can be a stress reliever yeah. you need to go get out of the house. I mean, look at Paul Rudd. I want to see Spider-Man too. That's right. And yeah. Paul Rudd did. That's right. Paul Rudd Paul did Rudd go went see. Alone yeah, yeah. He saw she it got alone. mad. Yeah, yep. but I always sided with Paul Rudd because agreed. Solo movie goer. I'm a solo dinner guy. I love to go to the bar and get a dinner at the bar. I'm I'm a I'm a big solo dinner. Yeah. Guy. So like, like there's that. nothing wrong with it. Movies now, a little awkward. Well, Movies some people might awkward. think you're like maybe like a serial killer type guy, but I, I feel like it gets awkward if the movie ends up being somewhat packed. 
because it's just the seating arrangement. It's just like, yeah. dude, what are you doing here by yeah, yeah. yourself? Yeah, the girl never comes back from the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The girl had to go to the bathroom, never showed up. Like, so, is this seat taken or not? So, yeah. <laughs> but it does give you, like, a guaranteed buffer. Nobody's going to come in and sit next to the guy who's alone at the movie theater. That's right. probably that. true. Exactly. So, anyways, that's not the sad part at all. Like, I love going to the movies alone. Like, But the sad part is, and you know me, I don't really, like, dress up a lot. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a shower, put on some khaki shorts. Motherfucker left the house in khaki shorts. I had a, a, a Roback uh, hoodie. Shout out to Roback. It's like mint. I found a pair of sneakers, not Converse, <laughs> like Nikes with like cool colors and like kind of color coordinated for who? I don't know. My Carhartt hat matched <laughs> my shoes kind of. It was kind of lame. But I leave the house all happy and shit. I'm driving down the road, excited to go to the movies. I'm going to a 9.30 showing of a movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm -hmm. Have you heard about this? I have. Yeah. It's pretty good. And, and I want to watch, my brother was hyping it up to me the other day, um, saying that's a really, really good movie. So I'll tell you about that movie. I'm going to the movies. Uh, I'm excited. I start punching and looking for the for the link to the movie. The movie's fucking sold out. So I not only got dressed to the movies, I, I put on cologne, to go to the movies like nobody's like why did i put on cologne like i'm not only am i married like i just felt like i was in the you know you're ever in the mood to just like go do something and get out of the house that was me and it was sold out i think i'm the first guy who went to the movies like it was 1997 since like 1997 <laughs> because that's how you used to be able to go to the movies you could just roll up and just buy a ticket you can't do that anymore you gotta get online yeah, you gotta buy, why don't you buy a ticket early? I don't know, dude. I don't know, but I didn't see the movie. So I wish I had a review for you, but uh, but I actually went to the movies and the movie was sold out, so. Did you still go see another movie or was no, it? No, I went home. You went home? And the worst part was, when I got to the movies, I took a bunch of edibles because I was gonna go to the movies, <laughs> and then I'm just sitting at home eating a fucking watermelon in my <laughs> kitchen alone. <laughs> like an hour later, I was supposed to be in a movie, I'm eating watermelon and a whole box of wheat thins. Like that's what I'm doing with my night with the hearings, the January 6 hearings echoing in the background. Wheat thins are an elite like high munchies that yeah, you, wheat can, things, wheat you can you can get lost. Yeah. You can that's one of those munchies that you can eat you can look down and be like I ate this whole box. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Wash that shit down with like a, a soda. Wheat thins. Yeah, the salt good. and the sweet. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, dude, I love wheat thins. When I came in today, I heard like I overheard you talking that you were having trouble finding sometime finding guests for the show. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I might I might have a solution for you. What's that? <laughs> have you ever heard of cameo? Yes, I have heard of cameo, bro. I have heard of cameo. So your boy Doctor Fax has just joined cameo. Oh my god! <laughs> Fax hit me up the other day and he was like, "Hey, can I come to the studio?" I was like, "Yeah, no problem. When you want to record." Uh, he came in. He was like, "I want to do a. I've got a cameo video, bro. Do we get a cut of those cameos? Yeah, not. Dollars, sorry, dude? I totally just. My bad. <laughs> He's dang. in the studio recording cameos. <laughs> dang. Yeah, man. That's incredible. I mean, like, it's you know, it's very, it's it's shrewd. You know, it's an 18 second video. Yeah. So, if what are you charging? That's what I was going to ask you. What do you... This is like a personal thing, so, huh? So, like if so somebody, what, do, is, what yeah. do you think is a reasonable price I should charge to start? You. Hmm. Facts. 
Uh, because right see. now, right now, I have it listed at forty dollars. Forty dollars. Yeah. And you've been on and Cameo a, before. You've you've gotten some people. I have. And do listen, you remember what you paid? I don't remember what I paid. Um, <laughs> damn, I would love to get you, <laughs> but you know what? Like, uh, <laughs> but I don't think you're going to be able to just turn down the forty dollars, man. <laughs> So here's the deal. I'll get on Cameo and just fuck with guys I know in the league and get them to record these really funny Aco taco like cameos. Like I had LeGarrette Blunt wishing an iguana a happy birthday. He's the world record holding iguana for age, also known as the oldest iguana. Okay. So I got LeGarrette Blunt. He put on a Patriot shirt. I had to pay like a hundred something dollars. Oh my God, that's uh, hilarious! And, and and he's by the pool, wishing Pablo, my pet iguana, a happy birthday. Pablo, so, yeah, I had Kurt Benkert. You remember Kurt Benkert? Yes, I do. Kurt Benkert. Um, he's a pro video game player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, and he's a, he's awesome, man. Shout out to Kurt Benkert. Um, Kurt, Wahoo! But he's an NFL quarterback, and I had him wishing somebody um, a happy honeymoon that they were going to the Hall of Fame for six days, seven nights <laughs> to, the, to Canton, and. Uh, Basically, uh, I had Kurt Benkert uh, propose for a guy, and oh uh, he was God. proposing and asking Brenda, I believe, to marry uh, him, and he asked Kurt Benkert to do it. He's a big Falcons fan. Wow. Well, This if, is when he was on the Falcons. If any fans out there want something like that, it's at Dr. Fax on Cameo. Hit me up. This is good. Okay, this is really... <laughs> this is good. I thought you would like Using this. the studio to make money... <laughs> Using the pockets, an ecosystem of money. <laughs> Getting paid to use the studio to, to hey make man. money. <laughs> hey, man. You got you to gotta, you gotta try to work things Bro, out. You're my hero. <laughs> you are my fucking hero. Okay, so 18 seconds. What's 18 seconds going to give me? I'm going to think of some. No, uh, no. That's um, all I, I'm saying. That's all I use. 18 seconds of recording. Time. He did like a I little intro video. Hey, I'm Dr. Okay, so you might be able to get thirty seconds for forty dollars, <laughs> at least like a dollar. Oh, second. I don't, I don't know how. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's just for that's for a short video. Okay, but on there, I have like for like companies. You can do some longer ones. Companies so and there's things like, a, like a, that. There's a different tier. That's so like, that's oh, gonna call. That's so there's gonna like you, have, you. You basically have an OnlyFans, huh? <laughs> It, it's a cameo. It's not OnlyFans. Yeah, but there's like some paywall behind like the standard cameo. Mm, no, it's just different tiers. Like you okay, can do okay, different okay, things. Okay, okay. You so it's just for... like yeah, yeah. Like okay. like companies or brands. There's a different price. Okay, rather than like personal like happy birthday. How much for like trolling. a foot pick like on cameo, bro? <laughs> no, it sounds I, like a damn. I don't think. I don't. It sounds think like it's this sounds that. sketchy. This doesn't sound like cameo. Are you sure you're on cameo? Uh, are you on? Can you check and look at the URL and see if it says plenty of fish? <laughs> What is plenty of fish? I feel like that's I something. Have, that's sexual. a dating app. Yeah, it's a dating app. Yeah, oh yeah. my god, what is that? I think it's plentyoffish.com. Is it a dating app? Yeah. 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 It's like a you know yeah. farmers only. Farmers only. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Kind of thing. Match.com. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. so all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna think about like all right, Reed. Let's think about what we're we want a cameo for something. Uh huh. So we're gonna pitch him a cameo, and you're gonna show everybody. Since you wanna, you know, since you wanna advertise, here's the bulletin board. This is what you're gonna get from Nate Collins on cameo. Okay, Nate, um, my husband is gonna die. He loves the Bears. Go. <laughs> oh, God. 
No, you have to give more information. Okay, he's he's his husband he's Terry. He's gone. Terry's gone now. Okay, <laughs> uh, there's one cameo that didn't. No, get the bang, you're dead. Give, you <laughs> bang, you didn't you're give dead. enough information. No one's just gonna send. And t- you Bro, have to I don't have time. My husband's say, dying. But what am I saying? I don't to have Terry? time to type it out in the little box. Is fucking she saying, T nine words. Is she saying goodbye to Terry? Is she saying Terry like? Okay, Terry's a big Bears fan. Bears great. Nate Terry's Collins. on his deathbed. Make he's a Bears feel fan. Better. It's, it's getting cold in the room, dude. Chop, the chop. light is dimming. I've seen the lightning button next to your <laughs> name on there. You usually respond within three hours. So, like, let's go. What's up, Terry? Snake Collins, former Chicago Bear. And I just wanted to say to you, I haven't <laughs> thought about death. I haven't thought about, I haven't thought, what do you say to someone who's about to die? You've lived a great life. We're excited to... We're excited. <laughs> you guys, see, see? I would never solicit y'all for a cameo in the event that someone I know is dying. I, I you've lived a great life. I'm sorry that I'm only he- able to be here at the end. I wish I could have seen more of see, your this life. Is hard. This was a, see, this is good. I'm actually glad that you did this so I could think about it. But you, you never think about when someone's about to die. It's always condolences after. So I don't really know what to say. I'll say, like, this is a motherfucker, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said at the movies. After the movie was sold out, dude. I, I just stood there. I swear to God, I just made noises like, hmm. And this is a motherfucker. Hmm. Like, I was waiting for somebody to come to the rescue, dude. That's the same thing with death, dude. Like, it's inevitable. Like, it's over. Someone on the mall was like, man, Chris Long is just standing outside the movie theater saying this is a motherfucker. Oh, my God. I was just like sitting there swaying back and forth. There was nobody at the desk like to tell me that, no, there's no way to buy a ticket. Like there, like no the robot. guy was upstairs. No robot. Yeah. Tell you America right now. Yeah. got to book another cameo. <laughs> my son doesn't know how to swim. He saw you jump in the river that one time, Nate. What's the first thing him. you encourage him and, and remind him? My son, he's Pritchard. He's he's one year old. Hey, Pritchard, I just want to tell you, don't be afraid of that water. Get out there and face your fears. Jump in that water and learn to swim. Take your watch off. Okay. Tell him to take his watch off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. He doesn't have an Apple watch because if you read the description, he's one year old. You just killed my son. No, I didn't. Yeah. He jumped in the water because he was one year old. That's Honestly, that's on the dad. The the, the parents oh, have trick, to be around. I'm trying to see. see if he was safe. Oh, he's not safe. See? You see? Oh, he's that? safe. See, see no, 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 he's safe. That's on the. Yeah, okay, okay. Encourage my son to jump in the water. Okay, okay, it's okay. fair to assume that the parent's there to catch them okay, in the water. Fans, it's, a, fans, it's a year old. His, his cameo's live. One more time. What is it? <laughs> At Dr. Fax. At Dr. D-R-F-A-X okay. On cameo. Okay. Read. Give him one more. Off the dome. Dr. Fax. My girlfriend, Soraya, doesn't. <laughs> she She's a <laughs> Packers fan. That? <laughs> C-I-R-A-H-H-H-H. Soraya. She's a Packers fan. She hates the Bears. Tell her why she should like the Bears. What's so appealing about the Bears? Hey, Soraya. This is Nate Collins, former Chicago Bear. And I just want to say, no one likes stinky cheese. (laughs) Get out of Green Bay and come over (laughs) to the Chicago Bears Bear Down. Damn, that's good. Yeah. This guy's good. Make it. We've improved. Make it forty-five dollars. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How about this one? Hey, Nate. Uh, 
My name is Sandy. I'm thinking about <laughs> abducting a turtle from my favorite <laughs> river and domesticating it uh, where it will die a lonely death in a fish tank in Connecticut. What would Nate Collins, a former NFL player, do? Hey, Sandy, if you want to rescue that turtle, you should go out there and rescue that turtle, Sandy. <laughs> I bet you would, Panama Red. <laughs> God damn, Nate, you're, you're killing it. You're killing it, bro. I mean, at the end of the day... What do you think I could fetch on Cameo? At least $47. No, but tell me, you know, I'll make more than him? That's fucked up. Will you get an OnlyFans, bro? Not, because I don't want to consume the content, but that would be good for the marketing of this show, dude. One of the podcasters has an OnlyFans. Do you really mean that? Yeah, dude, I'll fund it. All right, cool. What do I have to do, like, funding-wise? No, I don't want to be a part of any of the content. Okay, I'm just saying. You can find me talent. I just got to get you a... Okay. Okay. All right. Hold on a second here. So I got... Oh, this is my favorite one. This is Dean Blandino. He's the head of officiating. Hey, Melissa. This is Dean Blandino from Fox Sports. And this is a message from Jay. And he told me that you guys broke up. And uh, I know relationships are hard sometimes. But it sounds like things are getting better. And I just wanted to say, Melissa, that the ruling on the field of the breakup has been overturned. And after further review, you guys are getting back together. Come home. Big J loves you. <laughs> Come home. Big J loves you. So, so, so anyways, uh, yeah, Dean Blandino uh, fell for my shit. I got him. And then this is uh, Trey Flowers. I told Trey Flowers that my kid was having a problem uh shitting his pants before football games so uh i wrote i wrote trey flowers who's my former teammate and uh i told him to like uh, cheer my my son up zachariah because it sounds like a fucking kid that would get a video on cameo from a football player what's up zachariah trey flowers here from the lions listen man we all get a little nervous sometimes man I remember my first high school game, it was coming from the back end, not the front end, if you feel me. But, uh, you know, it's uh, once I got all the nerves out and uh, realized that, you know, it's still just a game, you know, I went out and had myself a good game. And there's actually some guys who, you know, make it part of their pregame routine just to, you know, get the nerves out, you know, get that off their stomach, and then they go out there and have themselves a good game. So. Um, you know, it's all part of it, and uh, I just want to wish you luck on the season and uh, go out there and dominate. Now, that, now, Trey Flowers did not have to answer that cameo, dude. He does not need the money. Like, I can guarantee you he doesn't need the money. For sure. But he's a good guy. He answered the cameo, and he went above and beyond volunteering. Not only that when he was really young, I guess he maybe he, he got diarrhea because he was nervous when he – but I then also so not up the front end, but the back but end, the back end, and then also he volunteered that basically, and this is the truth in an NFL locker room, it's like bombs away in there before games. If you walk through a certain area, like it's just it sounds like the acoustics, like woodwinds playing, oh my like God. Uh, the sensitive fan bases. First off, Reed, I ask like you know this sensitivity kind of index. That you can put teams on. Um, are you buying it? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't know. Are you really? I'm buying okay, it. Okay. All right. Alignment. What is it? The alignment wheel? Alignment. Okay. Alignment. 
lawful, neutral, chaotic. It's the same type of thing with NFL uh, teams and their fan bases. So like um, Steelers and Packers, they're like proud. Steelers are more of a proud sensitive. Like they're proud people. They're blue collar. They're proud. Right. But Packers fans, although very blue collar, are much more of a pretentious sensitive it seems like it because they're like oh i i might I be i i own the team yeah. exactly. i'm in the ownership group yeah, i've been ownership. a fan since yeah. bart Starr was running around here exactly I, bart Starr, do you know him he was the first super bowl bart, bart Starr Star under the bleachers that's right by the way <laughs> my dad texted me or actually my dad called me and i was like i always worry about what he hears me talking about on the pod and i'm just like man fuck his dad listening to this hey dad what's up man no, I'm saying hi right now to you, Dad. But I was like, hey, hey, Dad, what's up? And he's like, oh, the Mickey Mantle thing. Jeez. <laughs> I was like, I was like, man, that's funny. And then I was like, wait, that made the show? <laughs> we fact checked it. Yeah, well, so it's true. God damn, I feel like one of my dad's heroes died or something. He was like, well, that was, that was, uh, Nate really went there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's going to be a fun conversation between you two guys the next time you, you run into each other at a dinner party. Oh man. Um, but Packers fans, yeah, they own the team. They're, they're a little, they're a little sensitive that way. Mm-hmm. Um, are there teams, Reed, that you think deserve to be sensitive? I was almost going to say the Cowboys, but then I retract that. Cowboys have no reason to be sensitive. I think the Cowboys kind of have a reason to be sensitive, like new Cowboys fans, because they know they they haven't their team hasn't done shit, right? Yeah, but, but they, they still... have to be this like aristocracy, right? When actually they've been through a lot of hurt. Mm-hmm. These young fans, easily, but but they but but people associate them with this like bourgeoisie. Mm-hmm. Is that, did I say that right? Yeah. Bourgeoisie. Bur- Burgeon Wazi. Yeah. It's, which one is it, Matt? It was the first. Fucking former history teacher. He, he should. I don't know why you keep relying on me for French pronunciation. Because I'm really, I'm not, I'm not, that's like uh, in my little player uh, skill wheel, that's like the lowest one pronouncing French words. But yeah, like uh, they're the bourgeoisie, man. That, that's what everybody says about them, but they've actually been through a lot of hurt. So mm-hmm. I would be sensitive if I were them. They're I would say Jacksonville. I would say I was going to say Jacksonville, too. Jacksonville. After all the stuff they've been through and then the whole debacle with the last coach they had and yeah. not taking the plane back and all that, Yeah, I, I think they have and even, a right to be sensitive. Even banging on the door of the Super Bowl in 2017 and then their team getting dismantled. Bad literally, bad call. They, they literally like, were there. They, but that's the thing about Jags fans. Like Some people, I'm sure, could tell me, and you know, hey guys, gals, if you think a fan base is more sensitive or less sensitive than we're saying, like we're not the foremost authority, so write us. Mm-hmm. But like Jags fans don't seem sensitive to me. See, I think like, they seem like dead inside in a really healthy way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe I'm just like you know, t- but it, it might seem like not on the surface. But once you like, you maybe live, you, you have to ask the second second question, and then they're like, "Oh fuck, this season sucks." Yeah. You've you've lived with the Jags. Fan. I have. We've worked. With we've the worked Jags with a Jags fan, and that was how Taylor was. He would you'd say one thing, you'd be like, "Ah, it's just you you know, how it goes." Jags, player. and then That's you say, true. "What do you one, think of their fans, Nate?" <laughs> I think Jags fans are great, but I guess, like you said, I guess no, I don't know. I feel like they do go through a lot of hurt. I think 
when I was down there, I think that a lot of fans, they did want Tebow. Yeah. And that whole thing of not just putting him on the team. Yeah. I think a lot of fans, while that was going on, that was shaking up a lot of fans. Like, why won't you? Like, why won't they just do this? Like, can you why imagine like sitting in your this? house and being like, oh, we need to <laughs> sign Tebow? Why aren't they signing Tebow? But when you're going to a stadium that every guy, game, that guy who tweeted about Joe listen, Burrow, <laughs> when they're going, when you're going to a game every, when you're going to a stadium where every game they're covering sections of seats because we're not filling them. Yeah, and you know that yeah. even if you put this kid on the on the team, that's gonna fill up. That's like also like why like yeah. people because all of our games when I was down there they were blacked out. Yeah, it's you don't bad. Sell, if it's, you don't sell enough tickets, they're not going to play it. The if game you're a locally. Jags fan, you're definitely entitled to being sensitive. Mm -hmm. I just feel like they exist in the part of the wheel that's like we're dead. It's okay. Like Commanders fans are just <laughs> the most. Mm -hmm. I really really respect them because. Boy, they've been through a lot. You know, it's not it's not something to be proud of. You mm -hmm. know, you deserve a chance. You're a Washington fan. You've been through Snyder. You've been through all the shakeups. You've been through all the losing. Like young Washington fans, not ones that enjoyed the Hogs and that sort of so thing. So is it HTTC now? HTTC, bro. <laughs> but most of them that I know are really endearing because they know what's going to happen, dude. They know exactly what's going to happen before the movie starts. Mm -hmm. Kind of like Knicks fans. And they enjoy it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they enjoy that ride. They get a little bit of, uh, you know, they might get a little bit, like they're ro going up the roller coaster. They're using and, they're, and then it's just, they're yeah. They're using meth, dude. They are the meth users. And I don't mean this like in their personal lives, but if I was to, if if each team was a drug, mm -hmm. oh man, let's have yeah. this conversation. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good. Should we just have this section. conversation right now? Yeah. Okay, let's have this conversation. Yeah. Throw a team out there. Houston Texans. Oh my. Oh, God. like a fucking definitely a downer. Spice. Yeah. No. Spice. no. Oh, Spice. No. <laughs> Spice. Come on, dude. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, baby. What do you mean? I, yeah. They were buying hotel rooms for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. They're, it's like they're out of it. Oh, like man. think it's about like, that. It's not the spice. <laughs> they're they're spice. Because what else are they? <laughs> is like cough syrup out of it? Is that like oh, too mean? That's actually where it's from. No, that's a, yeah, that's no, actually right on brand. That's like, actually right on brand. They're just asleep, you know, like, from. oh, no, why don't we do this? It's not chill, though. It's not chill. It's, yeah, it's, it's not like a cool. It's like a downer that, like, that, you're playing oh, no. Russian roulette with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it, Which it is makes lean. you go to sleep. New York Jets. The Jets? Ooh. Oh, man. That's just like a cigarette spike yeah. with something like, like you know, like a lace cigarette, yeah. dude. <laughs> the Jets are like a lace. <laughs> it's like they start, you know, they, they do what the cigarette, lace, and whatever because they start talking about football yeah. and then it diverges into yeah. something else and something crazy. Yeah, something crazy. They always, know, like, give yeah. up on their season too early and yeah. they just start yeah. talking about something else. Oh, I got a good one. And We're, you know what you're getting into, mm -hmm. man. Dolphins. Dolphins? Yeah. A rave drug that alters your reality, dude. Ecstasy. Yeah, it's definitely like those people. No, they're not happy. They just don't know. They just don't know what's what's. It's like salvia or something. They are happy. It's a hallucinogen. It's it's a a no, something it's a hallucinogen. Some, something that makes you happy, but then like at the end of it, it's it's not so good. Like once it's wearing off. That's what I think Miami is. Like Cause bad like, Molly. Cause like, uh, like yeah, probably. Cause be right now Molly. they're they're happy. Camp Tua to yeah. Tariq. Oh my God, it's gonna be so amazing. But 
every fan base is on Molly and in OTAs. That's very true. Um, the Saints, Reed, they deserve to be sensitive. Yep, I think they do. They went through the hurricane, um, bad calls, bad calls. You know, they were out there fucking um, with an easel. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. That's right? exactly what that is. With an easel. Uh, and a picture, a still photograph, and they were just pointing at yep. that shit for like 30 minutes. Yep. It, it, they had p- members of the government just sitting just in there. Just spending their time talking about football. <laughs> like, and the worst part is, the Saints, are Saints fandom in some ways, along with the Falcons fandom sometimes, perfect examples of why life isn't fair. Like, mm-hmm. life is just not fair. It's so not fair that they are, they have an, they have a fucking point, dude. Yeah. Like they're right. And something should be done about that. Something should have been done about mm-hmm. that. But people are like, come on, man. Like, chill. you know, like right, right, saying right. the truth too loud. And yeah. You're like, yeah, dude, you're making it awkward. Right. 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 right that's calm what down. they, that's what they are. And, and God bless them. They deserve to be, they used to have trash bags on their fucking faces. Mm-hmm. You know, now Jameis Winston's their quarterback. Right. The Bills. The Bills deserve to be sensitive. Yes. Um, the Bills, they, they, you know, all the Super Bowls, they nearly moved to Toronto. Some guy in my mentions said this. Um, Trump almost bought him. Was, was, forgot about that. Mm-hmm. And then 17 straight years, no playoffs. They're like the deep pain. They self-medicate by jumping through tables. Yeah, like exactly. Their, their form of grief is like just continually jumping through tables. Mm-hmm. But I love them. I think the Rams also have a case to be St. Louis Rams fans. Right, sure. exactly. Any any Rams fan that has been there for 20, 15, 20 years. Yes. Because the volatility and yes. all over the place. Because, you know, people bring up, oh, well, you used to be the LA team. Yeah. But we made our name as St. Louis. Like, that's when we got good and made these Super Bowls. And, you know, St. Louis as a city got done dirty. Mm-hmm. So... If you're a St. Louis fan, they're so rightfully so sensitive about mm-hmm. this thing that they don't watch the Super Bowl. They have Super Bowl parties where they don't watch the game, dude. They, Purposely? They, yeah. Oh, yeah. They just no TV on Super Bowl <laughs> party, bro. They're, they're upset about it, and they should be. They got fucked. And then on top of it, uh, Stan Kroenke has won He's three winning, championships yeah. winning in the titles past calendar all year, dude. So if you're a St. Louis Rams fan... You're rightfully very sensitive. Mm-hmm. So, so, like, are they at this party, like, looking down at the score on the phone, just like, like, hey, like, I'm, I'm I refusing. Think pro- they gamble too. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, like, you're, you're really refusing to watch the game. I don't know. <laughs> but I think, I, yeah, the the Lions are also a team that can be sensitive. You want to lash they, out at work? Yes, I'm a Lions fan. Yep. You want to knock a table over from time to time? 15 minutes. You get your 15 minutes of just going crazy. Yeah, Lions fans. You want to shake somebody, mm-hmm. and they're like, what the fuck was that? You're a Lions fan, dude. Yep. I totally get it. Uh, I think that's like most of the teams that actually deserve to be sensitive. I mean, yep. I really I want to send out some respect to Bears fans. I know them through my brother. Like, they're very temperamental and shit and all that, and they, they can definitely jump on the hype train, but they know at the end of the day how the movie ends. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're like, well, I, I admire the Falcons fans in the same way. Like yep. I got to know them in the wake of the 28 to three thing. They know that shit's coming, dude. You know, even if they're happy, I think like underneath that smile is a frown and yep. I respect that. So we were gonna do best rivalries of all time. 
real quick read do you have a favorite rivalry or two that deserves mentioning before we dive into this like we we should do a big rivalry day but is there one that that caught your eye as you were prepping to do something that 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 lost real estate because of college football today? Well, I would say I did not know much about this until the Bad Boys documentary, the Bad Boys 30 for 30, but the Pistons, I mean, you could say versus the Bulls, you'd say versus, you know, any basically the Pistons versus the NBA in the late 80s, early 90s. The Bad Boys yeah. run around. I mean, that just seemed and like... Jordan. And Jordan, yeah, just yeah. Specifically him. Right, right, like right. They, they, Jordan they rules. Wait, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's one of the only, like, him versus an entire team rivalries yeah. I've ever... Exactly. Like, and just those guys just not giving I mean, you saw like it was the first time that Jordan really cracked. You got Larry they got Larry Bird to crack. Yeah. You know, they they um they just took everyone's temperament and they just brought it way down. It was like, Oh, we gotta play the Pistons, now I'm gonna go hey Buck Wild. And it was almost like the NBA wasn't sure how to handle it at the time. Yeah. I mean you saw Isaiah Hall off and, and punch a dude in the chest. No problem. Bill Ambeer is like Face palming dudes, just yeah. like he's like volleyball spiking, but on people's faces. I like the, the the Knicks and the Heat are my favorite from the nineties. Like, mm-hmm. just I was watching. I went down the YouTube rabbit hole the other night, and I was watching those matchups. And like, dudes were really like Zoe and uh, was it Anthony Mason or was it Charles mm-hmm. Oakley uh, threw down? And um, man, like nobody landed any punch. But uh, the punches looked like they would have hurt, and dudes were really trying to hurt each other. And that thing was heating up. Like before that fight, somebody got like flipped out of bounds, dude. I think Charlie Ward got flipped out of bounds. Like the things that were going on in that rivalry were fucking crazy. They weren't like dapping each other up after the game kind of rivalries where, you know, guys are like talking under their hands. Like that wasn't happening after Heat Knicks. The one I really want to dive into one day is the Brady Manning rivalry. Is it a rivalry? Like it is, but but they don't seem to hate each other. But you know, deep down, they they deep can't down, like they can't like each other. I wonder how much it eats at Peyton that Brady's still playing as well as he did, or as well as he is, and he's still winning Super Bowls. And I wonder how much it eats that eats at Brady that the player that he's compared to, or that when people bring up greatest of all time, is Peyton. That he's like, I've had almost three Hall of Fame careers, and you're still bringing up this guy. You know what's interesting about Peyton, and you just made me think of it, Reed, is he's always had to compete. Like, yeah. he's had to compete with his dad. He's mm-hmm. had to compete with his brother. You know, like, I can relate to that. Yeah. And on top of that, um, he had to compete with this kid, Tom Brady, who uh, he had to stave off and could only do it for so long. I think it was until the 07 season, like, when they played, um, maybe it was 07. When no, it wasn't until Tom Brady beat the Seahawks, I feel mm-hmm. like, until people were like, unquestionably, he's the GOAT. Yeah. And now Manning is chasing him, which is almost unimaginable that at some point Brady was chasing somebody or right. that they were in a pack together. Right. So Man- Manning's always had to, to, to compete like with individuals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like crazy for him, he was like on top of the world and he's a fucking Hall of Famer. We're cutting hairs here. He's like one of the best quarterbacks to ever play a game, top three for sure, right? It's him, Brady. And um, probably going to be. I mean, you have to Joe, leave space a for a Joe Montana, Joe Montana or one of the guys playing yeah. now. So, but Peyton was like the king. And then it wasn't till I think Brady beat the Seahawks. And then they had like a. I remember when they played in 2007, I want to say it was. Mm-hmm. And they were both undefeated late in the season. And it was like a Super Bowl yep. atmosphere. And like to be alive in that period when it was like closely contested and seeing the football that was going on between mm-hmm. those two guys was crazy. And then now 
it's funny because you look at Brady getting that job and that does affect the landscape right. that, that Manning's in and he and came he, on his his uh Manning cast and yeah. kind of tried it's out. It's like that. I had my thing and yeah. now you kind of now you're in the media too. Damn oh, great, it. he's here. Right. The thing that Manning has over Brady though is that he is his it's his production Omaha. company, Omaha. Yeah. And Brady, he's you know love, he's I, a guy. Yeah, but I love Peyton's brand, dude. Mm-hmm. Peyton's brand to me is so fucking cool. So good. I mean he's just he's good off the cuff. He likes to do his own shit, like you know. Peyton's he, places. He's not like, leaving to do something. No, you know he, he he. When you everybody on Monday Night Football is crowded around the couch watching the Manning cast, and he's like on his couch. Right, right. You know what I mean? That's fucking awesome. Yep. So that's gonna be one when they're old that they're gonna do a really long special, and all those guys are sitting on the couch. Oh yeah, and it's, it's gonna, just gonna be great. Be fucking great. So. Reliving. That'll be interesting. Will Will that be seen on uh, Fox yeah. Sports or will it be ESPN Omaha? I don't even think it's gonna be TV at that. Point. Right, right, right. It'll be casted some yeah. way. There'll be a little like floating orb that shoots yep. them into your living yep. room. They're so it's like you're like you're there too. R two D two. Right. Um. No. It was it. No. R two D two doing the projector yep. shit with hologram. Yeah, I'm going to have old Tom Brady be, sitting by, next to me. By then, there's going to be yeah, interactive holograms. We're going to be able to see all of it. It's going to be weird. I'm going to be like, Tom, you don't remember me? I'm <laughs> just his hologram. Hey, I got to tell you um, a quick story about the movies. I do have something. Yeah. Um, so the other, the other day, um, I discovered something in the studio that oh. I didn't know was there. I stumbled upon it, kind of. Snake? Uh, no, not a snake. Um, it was a beverage, and someone had put it there, even though that person had been, that person had found it first and he was required to Worse drink it at the time. So know, yeah. I'm going to show you now, Nate, what you do when you find a, an ice, which is what you did on the Super Bowl. You found the ice, but you didn't pay up. Oh, wow. You owe an ice? So reads and the ice that I found yeah. was the one that he was supposed to drink. Oh he just my god, it. he's just totally he's just big dogging Sorry, you right man, now, this dude. Is your ice. He's high roading you. Oh my god. This, is, this yeah. is what you do. Yeah, that's what you kind of look like, Rusty. <laughs> hey, hey, Nate, how I'm do you the feel, king dude? Ice and I feel great. Like you, you feel ice. you have no. I, I have like he got ice. Put that no. on your put that on your TikTok. <laughs> put that on your cameo. This is the that ice that I iced up. you with. And then you re-hit it because you didn't want to do it. You remember you iced me with that giant ice? Yeah. It god was damn. it was back behind you, but then I noticed some fungus growing in it, so I threw it away. Oh my god. <laughs> All that dude. sugar. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's how locked in I am. Gross. Um I'm not I'm not gonna do an ice. I know, I know, because I iced you what seven did, months ago, and you didn't do it. Ice. You I you did. You noticed it. Oh. You smiled, Guys, this and is, then you were like, "Oh, this is how I wanted to to end." So, Nate, July Fourth weekend, you have to do an ice sometime this weekend. You don't have to video it. You just have to get one ice this weekend. You have to do an ice. I could I could work something. Okay, out good. Me. All right, I sweet. You. I got sweet. You. Please do. Please read, do. Read, read. You know what? You help me out with my cameo video. So you know what? <laughs> I, I I I will do that. I will do that. Sweet. A man of uh, of integrity. That's it's right. Good to know if you're giving your money to him on cameo. <laughs> you know. Um, oh, that's so funny, Nate. I can't wait to hit your cameo, dude. Have a great weekend, y'all. Take care. <laughs>